Support for WPR comes from The Alliance, committed to being an objective partner for over 425 employers and their brokers, providing self-funded employers with data to manage their health plans. The-Alliance.org. Support for WPR comes from Minnesota Marine Art Museum in Winona. With Across a Wide Ocean, remarkable stories about the origins of identity. On view now through January 5th. More at mmam.org. Welcome back to Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington, and we're joined by Rick Lubbers of the Duluth News Tribune. Hello, Rick. Hi, Robin. And Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Hello, Shalon. Hello, Robin. So, Shalon, several years ago, the Duluth Public Schools went through a lengthy and controversial red plan process that had some schools closed and others remodeled. Now Superior is looking at closing or consolidating its elementary schools. Yes, it is. So in Superior, the district sent families a letter about the idea of consolidating their elementary schools after they received information from a 2022 survey that they did on the future of their elementary schools. And the results of that study show that their elementary schools are underutilized by 71% capacity. They are considering a significant budget shortfall in the district starting in 2024. So right now they're looking for committee members to come together, one staff and one parent from all six elementary schools, to figure out how they can consolidate these schools and go from six to five. If there is a decision made during these committee meetings, a decision will not go into effect until the fall of 2024. Well, like Superior Schools, many Wisconsin municipalities are facing budget crunches, but Minnesota's rolling in dough. The state posted a record $17.6 billion surplus last year, and some lawmakers want to give it back to the cities and towns, but others don't. Yeah, that's a lot of money if you really sit and think about it. In Minnesota, they have the LGA, which is the local government aid, and the CPA, which is a county program aid, which a lot of these counties and cities really utilize. Like in Duluth, 30% of their funds come from the LGA. And so right now, Representative Dave Lizard is looking to increase LGA to go to $150 million over the next two years. Now, Republicans don't want that gigantic increase. They're looking at a two-year cap of $30 million. A lot of these cities and towns within the LGA program haven't really seen an increase in a few years. Now, they had a little bump um, around 2007, 2008, but that does not include inflation, which we've been going through for almost the past three years. And if that bill is passed in the House of Representatives, it'll go to the Senate for the next step in the process. Right. And I assume because of Democratic control that Governor Walsh would sign it, right? Yes, that's a highly chance that he will sign it. Well, also on the economic front in the business arena, the Northland Black Business Showcase is going on at the depot in Duluth tomorrow. So within this showcase, there's a lot of Black-owned and BIPOC business owners that are showcasing their products and some of their services to the Northland. Now, we know in Duluth, the population of Black people isn't really large. And then when it comes to businesses, that's on an even smaller scale. So this is an expo. It's going into its third year. It was an idea created by Kia Ronnie to really give those businesses a platform to expose themselves to the community. 
some of these businesses have been in the area and people know about them, but not a lot of people know about others. And some of them are first-time business owners. So this allows them to kind of spread the word out about their businesses while also you know, some of them go to other events. They'll go to various pop-up shops. They have an online presence. This actually puts them in a building where people can come and interact with the business owners to show the community what they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular examples? Yeah, so Timothy McCray, he owns the clothing line, My Brother's Keeper. And this is his first time that he will be attending the showcase. Previously, Duluth had a storefront that allowed eight businesses to showcase their products and services to the community. Now, that unfortunately did close, and then he was looking to see where he could go to really make his presence known in the community and not just on social media and social presence. So when he heard about this this opportunity, he jumped on the first thing, and he told me that he is very excited so that people can really see what he has. So he decided to be there for the first time. All right. Well, Rick, turning the city government in Duluth and maybe following the state's lead on surpluses, the city reached a new high on tourism tax collections. Yes, it did, Robin. Uh, The city's tourism industry took another stride toward recovery in December. Uh, Year-end numbers show annual tourism tax collections from hotel stays and restaurants and bar tabs rose nearly 11% compared with the previous year and more than 11% relative to the pre-pandemic performance of 2019. Some of these increases uh, reflect the impact of inflation, which drove prices up an average of 6.5% last year. But even so, uh, local tourism spending significantly outpaced the rising cost of goods and services. Total hotel and motel revenues hit a new high of more than $124.5 million in 2022. Uh, in all, Duluth's tourism tax collections totaled nearly $13.8 million in 2022, exceeding the city's budget projections by 14.9%. And total trips to Duluth rose nearly 4% from 2021 to 2022. All right. Well, heading out on the water, Lake Superior is, of course, full of water. But not necessarily ice. Not a lot of ice at the moment. Uh, An unusually warm January has left Lake Superior and the rest of the Great Lakes mostly ice-free. As of Wednesday, Lake Superior was just 11% ice covered, according to estimates by the Great Lakes Environmental Research Laboratory. Usually by this point in February, Lake Superior would be about 35% ice covered. All told, only about 13.5% of the Great Lakes is covered by ice. Uh, A satellite photograph taken Wednesday shows most of Lake Superior entirely ice-free. Thunder Bay and the Twin Ports Harbor show solid ice, but even the usually ice-covered areas of the Apostle Islands don't show as much solid ice as usual. The Madeline Island Ferry, for instance, was running this week because ice between Bayfield and La Pointe still isn't thick enough for safe travel by vehicles. Ice formation on the Great Lakes is entirely driven by air temperature and wind. Cold, calm nights form more ice. Uh, The average temperature in Duluth in January was 17.7 degrees. According to the National Weather Service data, 6.5 degrees warmer than normal, keeping the big lakes water temperatures above the freezing point. And finally, heading back on the land, things are really tied up in a town in Douglas County, but maybe not for long. (laughs) Yes, uh, one of the town of Highland's heaviest attractions, a 24,160-pound ball of twine, may soon be on the move. Uh, The multicolored landmark currently rests on cinder blocks in a roof shelter at the home of James Frank Couture. The Douglas County man started building the hefty oval-shaped ball on April 3, 1979. 
Uh, he collected twine from the town transfer station where he worked for 50 years, and neighbors donated some pieces as well. After weighing the new additions to ensure accuracy, Katura wove each one into a densely packed ball. Uh, the thing is 10 feet high and 22 feet wide. If you look up Ball of Twine and World Record online, uh, you'll see Katura's creation comes up as the heaviest, and the attraction has been featured in news articles, magazines, YouTube videos, and even a CBS News segment with Katie Couric a few years back. Uh, visitors from 61 countries and states have uh, written their names in a series of ledgers that were kept over the years in a mailbox beside the twine ball. Katura would tell every visitor he was having a ball, and he also made a 47-pound junior ball of twine that visitors could hold up for pictures. The Highland Landmark was certified as the heaviest ball of twine by the Guinness Book World Records in 1993. Uh, now, Katura passed away on January 14, so neighbors questioned what would happen to his twine ball legacy. So a GoFundMe campaign has been launched to raise funds to move the ball of twine to the town hall and pour a concrete slab for it. I don't want to even ask how you moved a ball of twine. I'm going to just say that if they're going to roll it down the road, make sure there's something like brakes for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been joined by Rick Lovers. I don't know how we can top that story. Executive <laughs> editor of the Duluth News Tribune. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> and Shalon Monroe, multimedia journalist for WDIO-TV. Thank you, Shalon. Thank you so much, Robin. You can stay updated on these stories and all your balls of twine stories anytime at WPR.org, DuluthNewsTribune.com, and WDIO.com. And that's it for this edition of Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington. We leave you with more of the eclectic soundtrack from the Minnesota Ballet's premiere of Down Home Ablating by Adam McKinney. Stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.